while every shelter pet is unique. Some love a good game of fetch. Others would rather snuggle together on the couch. However, there is one thing that they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of the United States. Bus driving is drunk driving. And if you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you're not okay to drive. When you spot your bus warning sign, call a cab, car, or friend when it's time to go home. Just don't drive home. A message brought to you by NHTSA. Pronounced NHTSA and the ad cancel. Hello. Welcome to Open Your Ears. So, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine, Capital 57. Check her out. Not sure if she has content, but that is her anchor profile name. Her and I used to work together with the company as cooks, and we just clicked right away. So, today's episode is titled, Get Your Shit Together. Tamika and I were discussing uh, personal experiences that we had with friends, and how we tried to be the bigger person helping them out, trying to give them resources that would best fit the need of their situation, and how they receive the information, and what they decided to do with the information. So she was telling me this story about a friend that she's known for about seven years or so, and how she is almost at that age where she's tired and sick and tired of helping her friend. So her friend also worked at the same company that Capital 57 and I worked um, a while ago, and so I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure how she met the girl, but she let her stay with her. She told her she had two months because it was summertime and her children needed to be back because school was going to start soon. So she had July, August to try to find housing, try to find family who would assist her with housing, try to go through um, the programs in the city to try to get shelter or some type of housing need, um, and to try to go through a core of agencies, through third parties, through referrals, through the city. And the friend did not utilize that time, nor did she utilize the time to um, get herself situated. Now, I'm not saying that 60 days, two months is enough time, depending on the mood, situation, person. However, I feel as though if there are children involved and you are facing homelessness, I think you should try to at least look for a job. And at that point, I don't think that you should be particular about the type of job and be dissatisfied at that moment of urgency 
with the pay rate. So I think that if it were me, I'd know what to do because I've been homeless as well, although I never slept outside. I've always maintained a job or two at a time, and I've always been able to pay my way. Now, with her friend's situation, in comparison with my few details of past experience, um, I feel as though her friend should have utilized the information sent to her because it was necessary and it fit her situation. And as a friend, Capital 57 tried her best. And so after those two months, she had, her friend had to exit the premises. She told her kindly, hey, my kids are coming back. I have to prepare them for back to school. Her friend felt some type of way and was ill will about it. And she acted as if it was a surprise to her when she told her she had to vacate the premises. And so that caused a little rough edge between the two. And so they have a friendship that is one and all of love-hate type of situation, ship. So they would come back together. And so Capital 57 was telling me that the young man that was involved in Oxen Hill stabbing, who, rest in peace to him, has passed away, was involved in a relationship with her friend. And he wasn't the best guy. Um, I know it's kind of mean and disrespectful to speak ill of the deceased, but basically the friend's issue with her getting her shit together has to do with the type, the kind of men that she allows into her life. The kind of men that she attracts. Now, I don't know if she's from a single-parent home. I don't know if her parents were married. I don't know if she was ever uh, inappropriately touched as a child or, or some type of mind control mentally has uh, affected her choices as an adult and is now um, a parent, um, as far as I know of, too. But I felt as though the men should be the last on her mind when she's trying to find housing for her ch children in order to keep her children in her care safe from harm's ways and in a comfortable and stable environment. Now, um, there's also a situation where her friend, if I fast forward, um, the baby, about nine or ten months last year, now is a year old, I'm going to assume, because around this time the baby was taken away. Somehow this nine or ten month old baby winded up in California, and so I'm not sure if the story hit the news but the story just doesn't make sense because I'm not sure um, why suddenly the dad wanted to be around and how, and why the mom was just so desperate for freedom of motherhood, which we all can say that we need a break, but that she was sending the baby to California with whom she's not aware how the man will be with the child um, because they don't have a relationship of any sort. He hasn't been around. He disappeared when she was pregnant. He hasn't been around. Not sure how the child will connect with the family, how they would bond with the child, if they know the child, how they would treat the child, you know? And so she freely, comfortably, desperately gave her child to the dad. And I'm assuming because that's the dad, the mom thought it was all right. She'll be fine. It's her dad. Now, a days, we have a lot of craziness go on in the world where men prey on babies, male and female. And most of the time, 
there in relation to the the man, whether it be the dad, the cousin, the uncle, family friend. Most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, they're men. And it's usually something that the doctor or parent missed when they were kids. And it's something that's mentally not right in their mind for them to pray upon kids or get the kids to do things inappropriately, you know what I mean. So anyhow, we're not really sure what happened to the child. Thank God the child is alive. We don't know how traumatized this child would be. The child was young, if the child would remember. Um, and how physical contact will play a part in reaction of the child's nerve stimuli. If I've touched a child's shoulder or hand, if I smile or give a child a certain look or stare, how it will mentally affect the child because of something so young. Like I said, but we don't know if the child will remember. Um, but the child definitely may have been traumatized. I don't want to, allegedly, for safeness of this topic of conversation, getting your shit together. Child was taken away from child family services. The mom had Monday. I believe she had two or three days till that Monday from the date around this time last year to go and get the child from California Child Family Services or they would take full custody. The mom did not have money, funds, or anything to get a hotel to get there, to get back for a flight, for a um, bus ride, or what have you financially to get there. And so my thing is, from the beginning of the story, why did the mom think that the dad would, I guess, bring the child back here? And what were the rules? What was the conversation? Did the mom tell the dad she would come there. Did the dad say in the end that he would come here, that they would meet at an airport or at a, at a bus terminal? What was the discussion? Um, so my friend, Capital 57, was going to be a great friend to her friend and drive to California. And so I guess the friend changed the narrative and told her a different version of the story. And maybe this didn't want Capital 57 to know too much. Capital 57 knows all her dirty past because they were great friends. And so she just wasn't understanding. She had met the dad before, but he disappeared when the child was conceived. Well, when the child was born. And so the child is still, to this day, currently under the care of child family services. Although she did not ever make it to California, somehow or another, Maryland and California exchanged the child. So the child, to my knowledge, is in PG County or Montgomery County or some part of Maryland under the care of Child Protection Services, CFSA, Child Family Services. And you still don't know how the family the child is living with is treating the child because of something mentally that may have affected the child's um, ability to be social. And maybe the child will have some mental issues, God forbid. Um, I really wanted this to be a part two segment of what is trauma. How does childhood trauma affect your choices as an adult? What is trauma to you? And did you realize that all the normal behavior of your experiences were 
not really normal, that it was trauma. And how you coped with it, does it still play a role in your choices that you make when you have thoughts about doing things, good or bad? And so, the young lady decided to, per se, compare herself to Capital 57 and to kind of make her look like this horrible person. And so this title, again, is called Get Your Shit Together. So I would like to know what you guys think about this segment. Get your shit together. And do you think Capital 57 was wrong for trying to lend a helping hand as a friend who never wanted to see her own potential, nor did the men? Nor that the dad, is this a daddy's issue situation? Um, is this a parenting and mental issue? Is this normalization for someone who has always had the easy way out? And does this have something to do with the comfortability of how her parents treated her growing up. What do you think it means to get your shit together? Do you guys have any experiences that you would like to voice message me and have as a part C? Part, you know, can we compare this to what is trauma? What is changing the narrative when the girl didn't want to give my friend Capital 57 the full, gritty, dirty, humiliative honest truth about what happened to her baby and um what resources that are available to a person based off their situation can I put on my outro if you guys have any suggestions or anything please as I said voice message. Also, you guys can help sponsor at OpenYourEars.com or here at Anchor or Spotify to help me gather more content. If you guys subscribe and like my video, you guys may be alerted for me to do a next episode. Let me know. Thank you so much. Welcome and thank you for listening to Open Your Ears.